talking about influencers, social media influencers, and they're often paid gazillions of dollars. I'll tell you what, I didn't realise when I started looking into this a bit more, the health uh, promotion agency spent the thick end of $130,000 with campaigns on alcohol, strokes and depression, and they used uh, Lily McManus from The Bachelorette and Ben Boyce and John O'Prior for their spokespeople, their influencers, if you like. Um, the transport agency spent $114,000. They used Brody Kane and former Bachelor, former bachelor star Zach Franich, um, paid $25,000 to promote cycle participation on Instagram. So there's a few of that. Even the Electoral Commission, they paid $230,000 prior to the 2017 general election, yeah. and they used the how-to dad, uh, Jamie Curry, who's been very successful. Now, I don't know, if, do you know much about the how-to dad guy? I know. I've read about him, but I've got to be honest, I haven't, because I'm not a huge online person. I haven't watched him online. Yeah, he's very funny, and he just started posting stuff on his own YouTube channel, and then the how-to stuff, how to be a good dad, and it was really funny. Suddenly, people go, that guy's got a huge reach, because when he posts something, all these eyeballs are looking at it, so they paid him. And Internal Affairs paid $32,000 with twenty nine grand to actor Julian Dennison from The Hunt for the Wilder People um, to promote through his social media. And we were talking before about Bachelor star Art Green. He was one of a group of people. Uh, Stats New Zealand spent $43,000 on 18 Facebook posts promoting the census. Didn't go super duper well, the promoting the census online, because it was it was an online census and it was basically a disaster, wasn't it? But I'm not blaming the influencers. That isn't their fault. Yeah, great. Look, let's uh, let's go to the phones because uh, on the line with us is Akant Veer, and uh, Akant is an associate professor of marketing at UC, specialises in social media. So this person is an expert in the field. Akant, a very good afternoon. Kia ora, how are you doing? Doing ora, really well. We're having a very interesting chat here, Akant, about social media influences because some people are really loathe them, and I think it's maybe the the potential for covert kind of advertising. Uh, advertising. Would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. So covert advertising has been around for, for ages, not just in social media, but it used to happen in newspapers and still happens in newspapers as well, where people would pay for uh, a journalist to go write a, a positive piece about a company or a brand. And, and people think it's news, but actually it, it is influence marketing. Mm. And is that, is that common today still, that form? Yeah, totally. Uh, the the regulations do say that native advertising should be uh, labelled as sponsored content, but it doesn't always happen. Just being friends with a journalist who might um, write a, a positive piece about you still does exist. Now, on social media, happens far more commonly with these influencers on Instagram, on Facebook and Twitter and the like. Mm. Now, what is your impression, do you think? Do companies go and look for people that are already very, very well known, or do some of them look for sort of the rising stars and together maybe the company and the influencer go up the ladder. Sure. It really depends on the brand. It really depends on what their budget is. It really depends on what their reach is going to be. So in the case of Tourism New Zealand, we know that uh, most of the money for the influencers has gone to Tourism New Zealand. They want to get big bang for their buck. They want to reach people who already have a big, big reach, and they want to have international presence. So you do need to get those people who aren't rising stars but already have that. While if you're an emerging brand in New Zealand, you might want to find someone who's got a bit of an emerging um, uh, presence, and then you work together to build up together. One of the things that I've wondered very very strongly about uh, when you're doing influences and that's how you're advertising through social media. Is there an age cutoff? In other words, what I'm thinking about is if, if your product is basically aimed at people, say, over 50, is there a great deal of point in doing social media? 
sure. Uh, I wouldn't say there's an age cutoff, but there might be a sort of more psychographic cutoff where people who don't use social media so much are probably not going to be so interested. And we know that as people get older, that might drift away a little bit. That's not always the case. I know my nana is a big social media user, and she loves this sort of stuff. But I see what you mean. This is really targeted at more of the younger generation, millennials, zennials, Gen X, that sort of thing, who are very, very heavy social media users. Is it worth the money that Tourism New Zealand spends on it? Yeah, it's a super difficult question to answer because uh, measuring the ROI on anything in marketing is really difficult. So uh, the famous quote we use quite often is, you know, I've wasted half my advertising budget. I just don't know which half. Uh, <laughs> um, and this is the same with influencers. You know, they could have wasted some of that money, but we really don't know how to track the return on this sort of stuff. What I will tell you is that uh, tourism is our largest uh, industry. We've got $40 billion attributed to, to, um, to tourism each year and $7 million. If, if you went to someone and said, for 7 million bucks, I could reach 100, 200,000 people, that's really, really good um, value for money on the tourism scale that we require in New Zealand. What do some of the biggest influences in your experience, account? what do they earn for a post? Oh, it's really difficult to say. I mean, uh, some some of them, like your Ariana Grande's and stuff, will be looking at six figures just to have a picture with your brand, you know, very, very wow. easily. Uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, but they have such a strong following. And unfortunately, and this is the sort of angle I typically take, it's not just how do we do this, but what effect does this have on our vulnerable consumers, the people who are really duped into this? So we have a lot of young people who are watching these influencers going, this is what I want to do, without realizing that they are actually being paid to say this, and that has some ethical issues associated with it. Mm, good yeah, point. Be, be, a very good point, because from what I take from that, therefore, is that there are people that are basically young people that are put under more stress than they maybe need in their lives yeah, as I a mean, result. Absolutely. So, I mean, this is not really in the, the same sort of sense we're talking with the uh, influencers here, but I'll be pre presenting some work in Wellington later this year. We're talking about how uh, fitness models and uh, things like that can make young women really question their own body esteem and things like that. Now, that's a similar sort of thing with regards to the influencer model and how people are trying to encourage you to do something, whether it's visit New Zealand or lose weight or use this product. And people who aren't being a bit more critical about this and saying this is actually an ad, I should do my own research, might get sucked into it. Actually, that's a really good point because yeah. I've just been thinking, Akan, as you've been speaking about that, you don't on the traditional forms of advertising now, television, newspaper, you don't. You would never really see a woman in a bikini, for example, advertising something because we all go, that's sexist, that's horrible, who does that's that? True. It's old-fashioned. Yeah. Whereas exactly. social but media, social you do. Media, yep, yeah. It's a bit of a wild west and, and people will say, well, this is people's choice in order to follow those people. They, that's what they want to do. That's not so much the case. You know, We know that people get sucked into this and it's very, very powerful force especially when it's so visually based like Instagram is, where people kind of get sucked into it and that kind of gets um, absorbed into their mindset and their own, their own thinking. That's yeah, brilliant. Yeah, because it's just, just the last thing from me then. I mean, when you mentioned that it's kind of the Wild West, that is the case. They're virtually short of having violence or so on, on it, or straight-out pornography. There are no regulations around what an influencer can say or do on social media, are there? Yeah, absolutely not. And um, we do know it happens when people do it on their own volition. They get into a little bit of trouble, as we have it with people presenting their, their um, political views or their religious views. Um, but when it comes to promoting a brand or a product, there aren't, that, there aren't that many regulations there. And the last thing, gut feel, Akant, would you say that social media influencing is as powerful as the traditional forms of advertising? 
uh, honestly, I'd say it's way more powerful. I mean, as soon as you pick up uh, a magazine and you see an ad, you kind of just skip past it. You watch ads on TV, people are changing the channel. People are going to Netflix to avoid ads. Traditional advertising isn't as powerful as people would want it to be. And so this is why influencers are becoming more prominent, because people are looking for another way to reach their potential market. Great to get your thoughts, Akan. Thanks Thank so you. much. Cheers, guys. All Thank the best. You.